0: Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Field. I'm Pat Whalen. Pat is a lifelong comic book geek. And Mike is a filmmaker and storyteller. So naturally, a bulk of our conversations surround the world of the Marvel movies. Some consider the MCU one of the greatest achievements in modern-day filmmaking, and others just think they're comic book movies. Each episode, we'll tackle one film and discuss the differences between the comic book and what's on screen. We'll explore the growth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from its inception to present day and beyond, and have a little fun along the way. You may not have asked for it. You certainly don't need it, but you'll be happy we're here. We think. This is yet another MCU podcast. Pat, Wakanda forever. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are back. We are talking. We are wrapping up our phase three part one. I guess, season, if you will, or phases with Black Panther. So as we like to do here, we know, I know I keep running it down, but I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, Let's talk about the movie first. Let's talk about the movie versus comic. And then let's talk about the movie within the MCU. So here we go. Black Panther, runtime of 134 minutes. Rated PG-13, production budget of $200 million. Pat, what did it make its opening weekend? Do you know? Guess. Oh, I have no... Guess. Just guess. 385. Well, give me a domestic, break. domestic. 385 million opening weekend. Domestic. Opening weekend. Okay.
0: I, you tell me. 202. <laughs>
1: what? No, no movie. If, if a movie made 385 opening weekend, do you understand how busy that would be? <laughs> check to see. No movie has made 385 opening weekend. This already show's already off the rails. Anyways, opening weekend, $202 million. <laughs> Domestic $700 million total. Worldwide $1.3 billion. This movie came out in February. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
0: You're right. No movie has <laughs> made three eighty five. But The Aven- uh,
1: opening weekend. Avengers Endgame opening is three fifty That is not this episode. Okay, this I, is the Black Panther I'm episode. I'm just saying. This is the Black Panther episode. For a movie that came out in February, this that's, is... A, that's That's a good... This is ridiculously ridiculously successful, which is fantastic. And bravo, but it came late, out on-
0: late January to probably early April is where movies go to die. There's some romance movies. Yep. There might be an action yep. movie or two, but for those looking for context here, post Martin Luther King day to probably the last week of March. True. Is when, where movies go
1: to die. Well, we will say this, that Black Panther was highly anticipated, yep. but also February is black history month. That probably had a lot to do with it mm-hmm. as well. And The week, so February 16th is the Valentine's Day weekend. Mm -hmm. That is a big weekend now in in the theaters. It used to not be, but now that is a big weekend, not just for romantic movies, for any movie.
0: Deadpool has had success that weekend. So Birds of Prey was out this year, had mild success. So that is
1: always a big weekend in, in February. There you go. February 16th, 2018, this came out two years ago. Uh, directed and well directed by Ryan Coogler. He also wrote the movie with Joe Robert Cole. Uh, they go on. They are going on to do Black Panther Two, which we'll get into. You had a lot of people that were not that did not make Marvel movies that came into this movie, and that is on purpose, as Coogler wanted to bring in people that could create a movie that was had a different feel or look yeah when style. we get to
0: the marvel the connections the mcu we're not going to have a lot to talk no about. there isn't
1: there and that's yeah. good that, that 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 is also why this movie is probably successful yes it's because it stands on its own so you have music by ludwig gorenson a cinematographer by rachel morrison and produced obviously by kevin feige i don't know why i bother with that so uh,
0: ludwig on the on the, the scores in the movies he didn't do any of the other marvel ones but he did do Mando- he does mandalorian right And he did Creed in Creed 2, which is where Ryan Cougar... And I'm
1: pretty sure for this movie, he actually went to Africa and lived there for like a couple months and learned uh, certain, just kind of like music styles, like Mm -hmm. what they use for music and stuff like that to kind of blend into this movie, which, I mean...
0: And they get the popular pop pop culture music in there. So it's a really good soundtrack.
1: Now you have a lot of people in here that have never been in any of the Marvel films because obviously the story has not been told, with the exception of obviously T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, and then you had uh, Everett Ross. They were both in Civil War, which mm-hmm. Everett Ross is played by Martin Freeman. But you have a whole not mess of new, new people here that we'll run into real quick. You had the villain, Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan. Nakia. Did I say that right? Nakia. 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 As, as played by Lupita Nyong'o. Listen, if I say these names wrong, I apologize. Okoyo as Dane Gurria. I said that wrong. Gurria? Gurria. Gurria. I apologize. Uh, Wakabi is Daniel Kalua, who is also in Get Out, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Shuri as Letitia Wright. Oh, excuse me. Letitia Wright is Shuri. <laughs> Winston Duke plays Mubaka. Uh, Sterling K. Brown is in, in the beginning. He plays actually um, well, Killmonger's uh, uh, father. He's Najobu. He also is the brother of uh, T'Chaka, who is uh, the original Black Panther mm-hmm. in terms of like within this story. Yes. Angela Bassett as Ramonda, Forrest Whitaker as Zuri, and Andy Serkis, who I should say he's also in the other... Uh, he's in Age of Ultron. Yeah, Lucy's... He plays Claw,
0: which is funny because... This is your connection to the Marvel That's it. University Claw, the white A- guy. A- and Claw. Ross.
1: <laughs> Claw, That's it. Claw. And he actually ends here, which is nice because I was so tired of that character. Yeah. I'm going to say this. When the movie first came out, I enjoyed it. And I hadn't seen it since. So
0: I'm gonna say this because you're we're already off the rails. When it came out, oh, I wasn't a huge I wasn't a huge fan of it. It of was the movie? just really? of the movie. Like I had a it was just down on Marvel at the time. <laughs> Doctor Strange <it> was <laughs> bad were, you, Thor- were you Walking
1: bad. into the movie going, Oh, this better be
0: good. Kinda, yeah. And then I got I just had like a bad theater experience. And then like it just felt like a story I had seen before. It's a Shakespearean story, is yep. what this is. And I felt yep. like it was one I had seen before. But the more I watch and the more I, I see of it and I watch it you know, a dozen times since, the more I enjoy
1: it, the, the, I realize now that, it, you know, how good of a movie it is. Well, I w- I'll say this, cause what I was going to say was I liked it when I first watched it and I still like it again, but I think that the, <laughs> the Marvel stuff gets in the way. Yes. I think that the, the insistence on, you know, that the fact, like if this wasn't a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. I would, I'd probably, there probably would be less of the Marvel stuff within it, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what, what Marvel stuff are you? I want to talk about Claw. Oh, Claw! I yeah. don't like Claw uh, because he's just—he
0: is the Black Panther villain.
1: <laughs> in oh, really? In the comics, oh, well, that's, yeah. Okay, well that—I mean, I get it, but like in the movie, I've already st- the fact that seen, I've seen him. seen him. Yeah,
0: and he kind of got knocked down and pegged by Ultron, and then he comes right. back here, and, and they don't exactly tie. They try to retroactively tie in some of his origin right, to it. Right. It, it just yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Andy Circus in general. Okay. And I think he hurts this movie.
1: He's in a different movie. He is agreed because because the Killmonger because Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger is a really good villain. Oh, he's fantastic. And he's he's somebody who you understand why he becomes a villain. Mm -hmm. You know, you understand why he's so angry and why he just wants to you know do what he wants to do within the story. So you're and he does it so well and he's great in the movie. So with his him compared to Claw, it's just it's like night and day. Claw is so over the top. Claw is almost out of fifteen killmonger is is where he's supposed to be you know at the the level of of everyone else in the movie so i just don't yeah claw was really just he was distracting he was yeah yeah.
0: it's good that they kill him off but also because of you know i'm sitting there i know his ties to the comics i'm just like you just killed off you know one of black panther's biggest villains not you know right 30 minutes into the movie you know what the hell so you know it was one of those like like I said, it was just a bad, I was in a bad mode when I was going to see it. You know, I see what they're doing too. And I'm just like, what, what are you doing? But I do get that. Yeah. He's in a different movie because he was amped up to a level in age of Ultron, which is a hundred times more comic booky than this movie is. And then he comes in with that same energy and it doesn't. Yeah. It contrasts so poorly with Killmonger who, mm-hmm. like you said, he's, he's an even keel for what he's trying to do. Like he's, he's at a level that, you know, he's just full of rage, but he's mm-hmm. playing it in a subtle, subtle way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the strength of Michael B. Jordan versus motion capture artist, Andy circus.
1: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> One of the questions I had within this, within the movie, maybe you can explain this to me. If this has to do with the comic, we can move on for mm-hmm. that. But T'Challa becomes black Panther. When T'Chaka dies. Y- yes. That's what happens in the, I'm talking about in the movie. Yes. Yeah. But he's, a fi- he's not officially named the king of Wakanda, which means when you're the king of Wakanda, then you are the Black Panther. So how do you become the Black Panther before not actually becoming the Black Panther?
0: I think he was Black Panther before his father actually died. So he
1: took over the rank. I think he
0: took over the mantle and in the, the you know okay. the role of it while his father was still king of Wakanda while T'Chaka was still alive. So
1: you can you can definitely you can have a separation between king and Black Panther. Panther.
0: No. Yes. Yeah. He, he can. I mean, it's not something that that happens very much in the comics. Okay. Uh, but I think in this this one they were you know they weren't going to fit that character in you know the Black Panther suit. The, right, t- right. 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 T'Chaka in the Black Panther suit. So I think he had gotten to the point where he was he was past the age of of being it. They were preparing T'Challa to become king. So he's he's king in waiting. He's Black Panther. You know if he then he has to go and and test his metal. You know he's you know while he's while the father has passed away. I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I, think, I was
1: really confused a little bit, but it makes sense what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I think it was just more of a like a title they passed down, but you also get the title when you're king, and so you you could probably like if. If somehow Mbaku defeated T'Challa, he became king, and you know, maybe he wasn't.
1: He'd become Black Panther.
0: He would be Black Panther, but maybe he could pass on the Black Panther title to somebody else
1: uh, in his in, in his, his son, in his
0: yeah, in his name, in his. But, in it, his but it would have
1: to be his, his an heir to the throne, yes. right? It couldn't be, yeah. just be a random guy. Right. Okay, that makes sense. That no, makes sense what you're I saying. Think,
0: I think that's how they did it, and I you know it's it was more visual to have uh, Chadwick Boseman obviously in the in the suit than to have his father.
1: No, I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I, I was know, I just think questioning that, I think yeah. that's what they're going with. So this movie was number one at the box office for five straight weeks. And I worked, everyone might not already know, I work at a movie theater right now. I'm working part time. Hopefully I'm not working there soon. <laughs> but I was there when we opened Black Panther. And I, when I tell you it was busy, it was ridiculously busy. And the point, like we always have posters and banners up from the movie. And when the movie comes out, you take the posters and banners down. But we actually kept them up because people wanted to take photos near them. You had families coming in for this movie. This movie is IMAX always mm-hmm. sold out. It was, it was huge. It was huge and it was big and it was, it was everything that people tell you, which is, which is great, you yeah. know, because, because a lot, I think with the exception of that in terms of its length of how it was very popular, mm-hmm. I would say the last movie I remember like that was The Dark Knight because that, I remember The Dark Knight because in, in the end of Black Panther, people always clap after they watch the movie mm-hmm. and, and Dark Knight, they did the same thing. So some movies deserve applause, some don't. But some the ones that don't don't get it. They'll get it, and I'll sit there and go, "Come on, yeah." Probably beating a dead horse here, but it was extremely popular.
0: Yeah, and it meant a lot to a lot of people.
1: Of course, yeah, of course. And, and
0: you know, obviously, we can't. We'd be remiss not to mention. You know, there there were other black superheroes that came out, Blade being one. of, You know, I was the primary like, focus I, I, on, but this came out at, a, out at a at a a peak moment for for the culture and everything. So that when you see these these actors out there. Uh, being you know, uh, Chadwick was great in the role. Yep. You know, my note here is you know he's he's clearly the star of the movie. He's the, the protagonist, but he gets outshone because he's not given as much as some of the other ones are. Like he's the straight man to it's, everybody. It's else.
1: A, when you're the when you're the lead superhero in the movie, it you don't get to, you don't get to have quote unquote fun in right. terms you don't because he doesn't clearly Michael B. Jordan gets to ham it up in a good way as Killmonger, yes. and that's that's his character. But like he. Boseman can't do that because that's not his role, his character.
0: I think seeing that, that, you know, that straight man role and
1: character who doesn't, you know, he could be this, this character. It's lonely at the top. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. He's got, he can't, you know, he, he wants to say things that he can't say. You know that if you've seen every show like that or every movie where you have a, a leader who, of course you want, you want him to show emotion, but he can't because that's not what he, that's not what a leader can do sometimes. No,
0: Absolutely. One thing I want to talk about a great emotion since we're on emotion. That opening scene, the one with um, Sterling K. Brown and the young Surrey. Yep. Who uh, his name is actually Denzel Whitaker. He's not related to Forrest Whitaker, which was just a weird <laughs> that is happenstance. Weird. You we're with them for two minutes. Yep. And that that moment hurts when you realize the young Suri is it's been spying on Njobo, right? Sterling He's, K. Brown's character. Right. It's it's a two minute scene until you know to to the point where you you get that that moment most movies can't do that in two hours <laughs> yep and i think that that that's testament to, to the writing but more so to the the motion and sterling k brown is is incredible yeah but to to the the three actors in that scene i think that's that's a an excellent moment and let's be honest
1: tachaco reacted there like i mean like he straight up had no problem killing his brother and it was just like oh like that's the move you go for is straight to the chest. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it if you like hit his arm or something, yeah. but it would that's so everything that happened, you it's, it's very hard to find fault with Killmonger's uh, anger. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's what he wants to do is, is a little bit, you can't, obviously you can't have that, but it's, you understand his motivation, why he hates everything that T'Challa or, or, you know, his father represented mm-hmm. when he did that. I was just like, yikes, man, that's your own brother. Yeah. And it was like, you had no problem. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> oh my God. And they leave the kid, which that, oh my God. Yeah. You
0: know, again, to, to Killmonger's reasonings, like you left him there, you, you left, you could have taken the kid. What do you mean? You, you were using it to yeah. keep the, the secrecy. You killed his father. You just had to wait in the apartment until the kid ran back upstairs scoop him up and and you know right. throw him on the plane, which we're not advocating kidnapping, but we're bringing him back to his ancestral home right where yeah. he had family and he could have grown
1: up instead of leaving him as a fatherless kid. It's almost a callback to Thor mm-hmm. when he takes Loki yes yeah back to back to Asgard. I do like the isolationist. Argument. Yes. It's very it's, relevant it was, now. It was relevant too. then. It was
0: still relevant. It's, yeah. You know, you know, that was a whole thing
1: in, during World War II with the United States mm-hmm. not entering the war. And, you know, and, but, and even now where people are kind of like, you know, why should we be the, you know, mm-hmm. protector of the world, all that stuff? And the other side of that argument is, well, you know, we are a superpower and it's our responsibility, it's our responsibility to make the world a better place. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's the argument of the side. And that's the argument you're having here with Wakanda, which I liked. I like that kind of back and forth. I, that, that's a nice through line. In the entire movie, because yes. even like, even again, back to Killmonger's, um, his actions are obviously not good. And what he wants to do in terms of like, you know, fighting and causing mm-hmm. causing destruction outside of Wakanda, obviously is not what you want. But his idea of we need to go, we need to share and not just stay within Wakanda yes. is... True. And it's, it's, it's yeah.
0: what causes T'Challa to, to make that decision at the end of the movie. Right. Both, both in, in Oakland at the United Nations and in the, the tag at the end. Right. You right. know, that is, you know, he's he's not letting somebody's sins reflect poorly on the ideolo- ideology of what he's doing. Because he was also getting that pressure from Nakia throughout the whole movie. Right. And, and uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character... She was, you know, I want to get involved. I want to go fight. I want to help these, you know, other African nations that are surrounding us that, you know, there's there's people being sold into slavery. There's there's villages being plundered and raped by, by militia groups mm-hmm. and, and guerrilla groups. So it's a child's getting that from two different sides. He's getting the, the softer side from Nakia, somebody he trusts. But then he's getting it the harder push from an outsider. In, in Killmonger mm-hmm. and I think they you know they they play that dynamic pretty well.
1: And you can obviously tell that Nakia's influence is working on him, or he's listening because you know they take back Everett Ross mm-hmm. when he he takes a bullet for Nakia, and they take him back to Wakanda to fix him. And like Okoyo doesn't like that, mm-hmm. she and you see she, she both fights back a little bit and kind of says like, "What are we doing? We can't bring him back and yeah. all that stuff." And uh, so you kind of get that sense that, that he's slowly leaning that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I think that's that's really good a, so before we go on to the differences which we will is there any uh, there's a couple of things i wanted to say that uh, that stood out to me uh, the second time around uh, one is that like i really like winston duke in oh, he's general great. Yeah. and gen- not he's just fantastic. not just in this movie i know he he's really good in us uh, which although i don't I don't love us but he's mm-hmm. really but he is really good to the point yeah. where like i'm watching him in this movie and i'm like this guy needs his own movie like yes. just not a superhero movie like i think he could do anything Yes. Like, honestly, he is Agreed. that strong of a presence on screen that uh, if he is not in the next four or five Oscar movies, like I'd be very surprised, like mm-hmm. Oscar bait films, because he is, he is really, really good. I love his, I love their whole, his throne room.
0: Oh, it's, and then when he like barks, when, when yes. Ross is talking, yeah. which is, which is fantastic. Yeah. And he's, he's like, just, I'm not listening to you. He's a great
1: character, but he, but Winston Duke is a really good actor and I yeah. really dig him. I also love, i Never remember the line, but I also love uh, Killmonger's last line when he oh, no, when he's uh, gonna kill
0: him. Drop me off at sea. He said he basically said,
1: just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors because they knew death was better than bondage. Yes, that is such a great line, and and they actually thought that line was gonna get taken out of the script. Yeah, because they wrote they wrote a bunch of lines and they have to obviously you probably have to you know you go get to, it signed off. You gotta like give Kevin it to Feige. Kevin Feige get yeah. the temple, and and Cougar <laughs> thought that that line was gonna get cut, and they were like, no, that line stays, and you should actually. Build more around that line, which I thought was great. But that is such a great subtle line in that movie. Mm -hmm. That
0: really good visual, really good.
1: Yeah, you immediately know what he means, and you immediately and in that moment you know what Killmonger is all about Mm -hmm. in that in that line. And that is and again, that's not easy to do in a movie. Not a lot of people can do that. No, and um, don't just think they sit down and write that line and it's like, oh yeah, (laughs) it comes out of nowhere. Like that line, you know, is it's just, it's such a well, it's such a well done. Line. Yeah. It's
0: part of the process. It is through months and months of drafts and story and talking with Michael B. Jordan and talking with Ryan Coogler and, and right determining and, who this character is. And it's
1: such a non-Marvel line in a Marvel movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is, a these are not in any other, other Marvel movies. It's, it's yeah. all like cliched lines and all ad lib lines yeah. that we suddenly wrap around that. We're like, oh my God, that's so great. This is, it, this is why this, this movie is so, is so good. And, and because it's a Marvel movie, but it's not. Right.
0: I think the one thing that, that gets it in trouble for being a Marvel movie <laughs> is Claw. It, <laughs> no, no, not Claw. Well, Claw, yeah, but the fight scenes. Yep. And I was not, you know, I the end fight scene when they're in the train and then the magnets are going, that's a typical superhero fight scene. I don't have a problem with that one. That's just kind of your standard, you know, you build to this conclusion and then they emphasize it by having that, that line you just talked about. Sure. You know, uh, T'Challa kills. Killmonger then the, he, he brings him out and sees the sunrise sunset and then the uh, Killmonger delivers that line I think you know they, they, they elevate that standard superhero similar you know kind of mirror image of the hero and the villain by having that line in that scene right what I'm not a fan of and this is only because of Ryan Cougar's past work is the two fights at the waterfall. And so these are supposed to be it, not so much the M'Baku one, but the, the one with Killmonger. The one with Killmonger is supposed to be this very intimate fight. They're, they're, they're fighting for the ideology of Wakanda. And one wants to go in the isolation route. One wants to get involved. They're, they're cousins. There's family ties involved. T'Challa's father killed Killmonger's father. It's a huge moment in this story to see these guys going at it. And then the the camera and the the cuts and the edits, there's too many. there's there's side cameras. there's the above shot camera. there's and they don't flow very well. Like I, I get opening up with a with like a, an overhead shot as they're they're facing off and then slowly moving in. But when you come off a of Creed and Creed has a ton of those like single take shots while they're in the ring, and it's the same type of story. Like the kid, you know he's fighting for his honor. he's fighting his for his father's name in Creed. Apollo Creed, Adonis Creed—that's what they're fighting for, and and so to lose some of that in this moment, I think is a lot. Is is that Marvel kind of superhero mentality? I would is say they, that they cut the fights a lot.
1: I would say that it, while it's a it's supposed to be an intimate fight, they don't they're not they're cousins, but they don't really know each other, so it's not really it's symbolically intimate. Yes, yes. but I would say that the fight at the casino, maybe not so much the casino, but the fight in the streets of mm-hmm. where are they? Where are they? Korea. Are they like Korea. South Korea? Yeah. That's where they go. That, that fight is more Marvel than the fights at the uh, waterfall. Oh, I, absolutely. I say. Yeah. I think that. But
0: there the, is a single take where it looks like a single take. As they, they move up onto the, the top of the... They're down below in the casino pit and they move up yeah. top. There is what, what appears... I'm not sure if there's like a, a silent cut there, but there is there is a single take.
1: No. And then we have, of course, we have the Stanley cameo in the casino scene where he cheats. Uh, he's not allowed to do that. Uh, take another person's chips no he's not so well it's a back alley he sh- he should have been removed <laughs> yeah i mean th-
0: there's probably more rules in the back alley korea casino than there is in like mohegan sun <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i i want to ask you this real quick because this is my one kind of not knock but i just was like my question was they grow a lot of purple flowers they give black panther power mm-hmm. why like, why do we need to grow a, a 20, 25 flower? And and also nobody else wants to take it. Nobody else tries to take a purple flower and tries to get the the power of the Black Panther. Nobody. There's no we I get it. It's a it's a community and it's all like all for one, one for all. But come on. There's not one person that's like, whoa, 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 I want to be powerful.
0: Right. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. <laughs> but what I, I'm gonna add to that is when killmonger burns it all, yeah. I know, you know, so that, you know, T'Challa can't come back, or somebody else can't come and and take it and take it. Yeah, we saw that. You know, T'Challa has it. And, you know, he got it removed from him. Yeah, and then he, you know, he drank it again when he was when he was injured after the first waterfall fight. Does it run out? I don't know. Like, did, did, is that no. why they're taking it so, like T'Challa could just throw it in his morning smoothie? <laughs> like, is that what is that what this is? And did Killmonger just kind of screw himself by saying, "Oh, oh, I need." I, you tell me just you know well i don't a know a diet of protein won't, uh, won't get me to look like this
1: <laughs> well maybe that's a good segue for us to go into the comics yeah. first movies because i don't yeah i know you like to kind of give a rundown in terms of the create the comics uh origins or black panther's yeah. origin so why don't you go through that and then we'll we'll do some differences
0: yeah so black panther was created by stanley and jack kirby uh they first appeared in fantastic four number 52 uh there was a, a multi uh, multi-issue arc he is the first superhero of african descent and also the first black superhero many people think that the name comes from the black panther party which is popular in the, that's one of
1: it- my notes pat yeah huh? okay go ahead. that was one oh. of my notes oh. go ahead
0: but it um it predates the party by about six months it comes from other names so there was a a unit and an all-black unit in world war ii that it was called the black panther tank battalion and then it was the logo of another um predecessor to the Black Panther Party, which was the Lowndes County Freedom Organization. So they, you know, I, I think he, it, uh, Stan and Jack took some iconography uh, that was tied to the civil rights movement before it was officially known. I don't think the Black Panther Party took it from the comic book. I think it was just more of a, a odd timing. Well, didn't they call,
1: didn't they originally call Black Leopard? Didn't, I, why do I have that note? That
0: might have been earlier in but, the... And they changed been, it. Yeah. Because yeah. he was Black Panther when he met. So the Fantastic Four showed up. They sent a ship. Wakanda sent a ship to the Fantastic Four. And the, you know, Reed Richards, one of the smartest guys in the Marvel Universe, was intrigued by this, this technological advancement. So he's like, okay, we're going to go. Let's do this. And so they show up. At first, uh, you know, it was kind of standard fare for superhero books. They fought each other. Uh, so it was, it was uh, Black Panther and, and some of the um, Wakandan guards fighting the Fantastic Four. When the Fantastic Four proved their metal. They say, Hi, hey, we were just testing you. You know, we're just, just trying to see if you were the real deal type of thing. Christ. So it was kind of standard fare where superheroes would, would fight each other. So, first so
1: the note I had was that it was Black Panther originally when the Black Panther Party was founded. Then they changed it because I think after the... So Black Panther, the comic was first. The party was second. Then they changed it back to Black Leopard. Nobody liked it. So they would just went back mm-hmm. to Black Panther. So okay. they did change it a little, a little bit.
0: No, that's good to know because I, I didn't have that in my
1: notes. I'll just add that in that
0: second... Issue of the Fantastic Four arc there that we get the history of Black Panther. We learn that Claw had invaded Wakanda looking for a vibranium, which we hear about in this movie, is that he killed people at the border, he killed Wakabi's family. He was actually the cause of the death of T'Chaka. So he T'Chaka didn't die in some explosion in the United Nations. Claw had, had killed him. This is also where Claw loses his right hand. And so, you know, Claw becomes the 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 In the comic. In the comic. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and he gets he gets a hand. Um, well, yeah in mean, the movie he doesn't. No, he, he lost yeah, that he from Ultron. Ultron rips yeah. it
1: off comically. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, <laughs> but this is the moment where you know you learn Claw is kind of the, the the bad guy. He's you know he, he he's that similar to what we have here. He's a bad archaeologist. He's a, a minor kind of blood diamond type guy who's going to go and and just go into these nations and and steal and pillage and and everything. The one thing I'll say about this movie is they did a really good job adapting it like they pulled pieces from different moments and they, they tied it all in pretty seamlessly and you know, obviously the claw thing had to change a little bit because of the ultron piece but for the most part this is a really solid adaptation where they took the pieces that they like and the writers were able to to kind of smooth out the edges
1: right so i guess i'll go through my notes real yeah. quick or my questions from top to bottom the horned mask that killmonger wears he takes the mask from the museum in the beginning because mm-hmm. he's feeling it uh he <laughs> that's, that's what great, he says yeah no it's a great line yeah. too. so well it's also he also has that line where he, he's like no, no no that's uh that's vibranium from wakanda oh don't worry i'm gonna take that off your
0: hands a <laughs> it's a good scene
1: yeah uh so the horn mass that he takes is uh is from a duel in the Black Panther comic that Reginald Hudlin did. Mm-hmm. And Reginald Hudlin has, is the writer-director of House Party. If you have not seen House Party, you should. It's very good. And the demon Mephisto wears in Christopher Priest's Black comic. So I guess talk about those two. Talk about the Hudlin's Black Panther comic, I guess, and then Mephisto and all that nonsense. Yeah, was.
0: there's kind of three seminal runs. Okay. Or four, I guess, if you count Jack Kirby's original run. But in the modern times, there's, there's kind of three seminal runs of, of the Black Panther characters. There was the Christopher... Priest run in 1998 that saw T'Challa go to New York and become a superhero there, part of the the Marvel Knights group, which we'll, we'll touch on in our uh, Netflix bonus episode. Then there was the Reginald Hudlin one, which launched with initially with art by John Romita Jr., uh, the son of famed artists, and, and he's a famed artist himself, John Romita. And then there there is currently the run by uh, Tanahisi Coates. What was it The Shape of Water? Is his book?
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: Is is being adapted into a, an HBO show. And so he's been on the book since, I believe, 2016 in, in, in various forms, different different interpretations. So the Priest run, saw so T'Challa go to New York. He, he did all that stuff. There was a lot of uh, new characters that were introduced, Nakia being one of them. And then the Reginald Hudlin one, you know, famed director. He brought in a lot of press to it and he helped relaunch the character again the first six issue arc is really a a discussion of who Black Panther is and it it involves claw and a handful of other villains invading Wakanda again to get the vibranium. Mm -hmm. So in in the character of Eric Killmonger and we could jump to him next, but a lot of times he'll wear like a a mask, Mm -hmm. like a a triangle shaped mask. And so that is, you know, the design they pulled for the movie is, uh, is one that he wore. In, in the the Hudlin run, and then Mephisto. I really not gonna go too deep into Mephisto. That's fine. Yeah, he's in. He's like a, a demon type entity in the comics. He um, yeah, I'm not gonna. Okay, not gonna go into there. No, problem. but he. But, but yeah, he's he's wearing a similar mask as well in the Christopher Priest one.
1: So Kimonger in in the movie, he's based on his version in the comics, but has elements of of mm-hmm. uh, T'Challa's envious cousin and the White Wolf. Which is a relative of Black Panther who becomes an extremist. But my question to you, those two notes aside, is the Killmonger storyline in the movie similar to the one that is in the comic, where he is a son of the brother? Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. So all that stuff, you know, son of Najetica. Oh, no. No, he is Njetica. His father's Njobu. Yeah. That family was forced to help. Njobu was forced to help Claw when Claw came and stole the Vibranium the first time. And a lot of families died as a result at the border. Similar to what, you know, kind of that, that the piecemeal stuff we, we get in this one. Jobu died and his son was exiled. So he became desperate to avenge his father's death. So check. He went to MIT yeah. to study. Check. And he, on multiple occasions, led a coup against Black Panther. Especially in the, the times when Black Panther, who had joined the Avengers, would be in New York or would be in space or would be wherever the Avengers were. You know, uh, Killmonger would come in and be like, Okay, I'm taking over. Was he a CIA? Uh, I don't think he was a CIA okay. operative. I couldn't find anything on that. I don't remember reading anything with that. They may have changed the character in recent years to kind mm-hmm. of tie into to the movies, but no, not initially. He trained himself. He was highly intelligent and he went back and, and, he, and he fought. There is a moment in the comics where the, the this original Killmonger died and he was resurrected by the mandarin the iron man villain who is the the leader of the 10 rings organization which is a group we're going to see in Shang-Chi. So I mean just saying they could bring they could bring him back. I don't know if that that undermines some of the story but they no, could bring him back. No. There are there have been a couple times where where Killbonger has has beaten T'Challa um you know the same thing they fight over the waterfalls and and T'Challa gets thrown over, and he gets saved and rescued, um, in this case by an American woman uh, who is there uh, in the movie by Winston Duke. Okay, and, and, and you know that and Baku, kind of, yeah, and Baku. There was a couple other moments where you know instead of just winning the hand to hand fight, Killmonger would come in and, and you know I think they have a great line in this movie where you know he's known to you know this is who he trained him to be. He comes in at times of, oh, of Ever, chaos. Ever Ross talks about yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like you know uh, uh, death of a monarch. You know, change in government where, you know, so Killmonger is con- in the comics had destabilized the economy of Wakanda. And then they, you know, they fight again and he did become the ruler of Wakanda for a short bit. I do know that he had a leopard with him. I think the leopard yeah. was more of a visual piece. Prey? Is called. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with two eyes maybe? Two eyes Yeah. <laughs> two eyes I like the uniform they pick. I don't know if that's necessarily like. Because it might be well, I the note I have
1: is that his gold suit is supposed to be leopard like to, okay. to represent Pride, yeah. but it's probably also just supposed to be a different color than. It's also black gaudy mantle. as hell, and he like, <laughs> <laughs> but like you
0: know, he's picking the one that's more. T'Challa picks the more subtle one. Sure, he picks the more tempered one. He's the ruler. He he picks that one, you know. Uh, Killmonger picks the the one. Or he picks the one that's left over. Well, he I also was going to say he picks, <laughs> he, picks left. Left over, yeah. he picks the one that's left over, but he picks the one that you know. I'm a king. I'm covered in gold. You know, yeah. Which by the way, that scene where he assumes the throne, where they flip the camera. Yes, that was another. That was a really great. Killmonger. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And so then you asked about the other the other two. So tassan was a character in the Reginald Hudlin run. He was the cousin of. So I'm trying to get the names right. Sayan was the brother to T'Chaka. Okay. T'Challa was the son of Sayan. Okay. And so the brother, when when in 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 this comic version, T'Challa went abroad to mm-hmm. study. And so while he was away and T'Chaka died, uh, Sayan, the father of T'Challa, became Black Panther in an interim role. So this goes back to kind of what we were talking about. Right, before. right. He, he didn't assume the role. He was more like, you know, interim king-in-waiting, you know, he had yeah, the prince away. So T'Challa returned, defeated his Uncle in ritual combat, and so T'Chan was. Yes, he was. He was jealous. He wanted to become Black Panther. He thought that he would assume the role when his father officially became king. T'Challa, being the the statesman that he is, he appointed T'Chan as the United Nations ambassador to Wakanda. So it was a. It was you know you got kind of pieces of this where you know it's that outreach program, and then the third one was White Wolf, okay. which
1: which they call they call they call Bucky, Bucky that. that yeah, yeah. so.
0: He's not related to Black Panther. He was a white guy whose parents died in a plane crash or something over Wakanda, Mm -hmm. and he was raised there. And so he, you know, he was he was an outsider. He was treated as such, and his parents were dead, so he was an orphaned outsider that was that had some issues. But he trained himself. He became the top of his class over there, and he was appointed to the the top of the War Dogs group, uh, the Sarazi when t'challa disbanded the group though he became more of a mercenary mercenary became more of an antagonist to t'challa but you know he was a little unstable he's he's a murderer i guess it was an odd reference to to call bucky that like i get well, that I it's know. like well, an they, outsider piece to it they also
1: called him that
0: they called him a broken white boy
1: well no but is this the in, in Black Panthers when they first called him White Wolf or did they call him White Wolf in another one, didn't they? At the end of Civil War. He, because he gets his arm at the end of Civil War, right?
0: No, at the end of Civil War, he's in the tube that is like reprogramming his mind or something. Okay, And then at the end of this movie, he gets the arm.
1: Well, no, because she just shows up. She doesn't give him the arm. She comes in and says, are you ready for your training or something like that? Or something. She's he's he's at the lake and he's looking out. Yeah. and He's like, it's pretty, it's beautiful. And she's like, are you ready? Or something like that. And she has not given the arm. No, not I, the. I don't. You know what? The arm. I don't think is given to him until Infinity War because t- T'Challa gives it to him because they walk down that hill and they've got it in the case. Oh right, it's yep. in the movie. Yep. It's Not. Yep. An, yeah Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay, you're right. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a weird reference to make to Bucky. I guess it's just like broken
1: white boy. I think it's just training. I think it's just kind of like because you haven't seen him since Civil War. Yes. So I think it's just you like, wanna, oh, my God, he's there. Don't like, forget he's there. Yeah. He's, he, he's awoken or whatever. Yeah, yeah I think that's Which,
0: what it's for. I would like to see, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the, the uh, Winter Soldier Falcon show. Right. All presumptions are that, that Sam Wilson will be Captain America. I think that's what we understood at the end of Endgame. Well, when Sam, when yep. when Cap gave him the shield, I'd like to see Bucky play more in the the Black Panther universe. I don't know if that's. Gonna, I think
1: I think Black Panther, the success of Black Panther, has deemed it where you're not going to uh, filter it into other. Sh- you know what I mean? Because it's so powerful, it's so good on its own.
0: I would have agreed with you prior. Uh, well, to... Well, we'll get into that.
1: Well, that like, yeah. I wanted to.
0: Sh- I wanted to. Sh- we'll, we'll save some. I time wanted to that.
1: save all that stuff. In terms of its future, for the differences, yeah, the connections. Because, yeah, okay. yep. but absolutely.
0: What else you got? All, All right, what so else you got for me
1: the line that Black Panther tells Claw when he goes, "Every breath you take is mercy from mm-hmm. me." Is supposed to be a is taken directly from Jonathan Hickman's new Avengers comic, where he says that to Namor, the Submariner. The Submariner. I finally figured out his name. Briefly talk about that, I guess.
0: Yeah. So Namor is the king of Atlantis. This versions, you univer- this universe versions of. aquaman essentially he's more of a jerk right on
1: sorry Uh, i i every time we talk about aquaman i have to i have to do stuff like
0: that uh my man my man um he's more of a jerk like he's he's a straight up jerk and so (laughs) in the avengers versus x-men storyline uh namor floods uh floods wakanda and so t'challa and namor have never really been Fans of each other. Uh, they've sat on the Illuminati Council, which we've talked about before. The you know the, the smartest, the, the representatives from all the different sections of the universe. You know, I think Fox still kind of owns the rights to Namor as a movie title, but he could appear, and we're going to get to that later when we talk about the future. But yeah, so it's it's you know it's directly in this comic. They pull the line straight from it. Namor wants to destroy an alternate re- reality Earth, um, and he's going against the Illuminati. And so, Black Panther is not happy with them, and and so <laughs> I don't like
1: that man. Yeah. I'm not happy with you. <laughs> <I'm> not- <laughs> Every breath you take is, is mercy for me. That's, that's where that line that's comes, from. That line comes okay. from. The I want to talk about the history of vibranium. Yes. if we could in the movie, it tells the history of vibranium is that a large asteroid lands in Wakanda and that's theirs. That's fine. That's what, that's what it is. And then they talk about how there's so much vibranium, it's unlimited. But of course, we talk, we can talk about it later in, in terms of the MCU place. That's, we know we kind of, we have rewrote history there with that in terms of like what, uh, we'll go into that later. Mm-hmm. But the the vibranium history that they have put forth in Black Panther, is that similar to the comic? And if not, what is that history? No, that's very similar to the comics. They have this, this meteorites came down,
0: this great mound is is what they call refer to it in the comics and in the movie I, I forget what it is but it's the thing you look out to from shuri's lab in the underground they're
1: inside that they they're inside they, they basically it, yeah. have drilled down into yes. the asteroid
0: yep. yeah they call it the great mound in the comics and i think this is where you're getting at Because earlier kings of wakanda sold minuscule amounts like very very minuscule amounts to around the world to kind of help fund some of some which is country, where you get the shield from. Which is where you get the shield of, of Captain America. So it wasn't Howard Stark in the comics who invented the shield in the movies. That's just a nice way to tie in with, you know, characters we've already met. It was another uh, scientist that was working in the Captain America project that had, you know, had bought the, the vibranium and had had developed the shield out of. Um, it, it was like a mix of vibranium and a, a steel alloy. So it wasn't full vibranium, but that's how it's able to. You know, in the movies, to withstand the um, sound, ab- right, absorb sound, right. absorb impact. T'Challa claws at him with his vibranium claws on the on the Black Panther suit, mm-hmm. and so that's how it's able to withstand that that uh, the slice.
1: Well, his new suit is the nanomite uniform that mm-hmm. he uses is from the new Black Panther run. Is that correct? Yeah.
0: Uh- so that's from uh, the Tanahisi coats. Run. Brian Stelfreeze is is the uh, is the artist. So I want to get him credit in there. But yeah, it's that that same type of idea where you know. He could have it on, it it, it drops off, right. it, it comes back up. In this one, it's it's a little bit easier to visualize. I can't really explain the visualization of it in the comics. You're just gonna have to read it. Thankfully, mm-hmm. it's one of our recommended readings. So check that out. But yeah, it's it's that same type of idea where he doesn't have to put the helmet on all the time. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. I want to know something. Sure. Where do the rest of their clothes go? So yeah, I don't know. We see him put on the, the, the nano the nanite suit when they're in Korea. Yep, and his his suit disappears, like his his actual like casino suit disappears. Well, it goes over. It goes over. I it no, it like it like burns off. Does it really? And so same thing with uh, Killmonger when he become when he puts on the gold oh, suit. Right. You see at see the final his, fight, and he's got yeah. his like robe on. The robe just disappears.
1: Like, it's true. We it's were watching it the other
0: night, and I said, "Where did it go?" And they're like, oh yeah, there should be a pile of clothes on the floor, and there yeah. was no pile of
1: clothes. Maybe the nanites eat it. I yeah. don't know. Maybe don't the know. robe. Maybe maybe his his clothing is made yeah. of nanites. Listen, I'm all about nanites. I've <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I've already gone on record on my other podcast where like when we're able to inject nanites into our bodies, sign me up. I want that. I want it. Fix everything in my butt. Well, I feel good. <laughs> we're good. Vibranium extremis I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for that. I'm all about um, that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was just a stupid little thing I noticed, but it was just, the more you watch it, it's like, yeah. where did that go? And when I'm told, Hey, what about the nanite suits? <laughs> <laughs> where, did they, where did those, where did the rest of their clothes go?
1: Speaking of clothes and uniform, T'Chaka's uniform in the beginning is from Black Panther, Man Without Fear. Mm-hmm. Is Which run is that from?
0: I forget what year it was, but uh, there was a, a Daredevil event series called Shadowland, where Daredevil became the uh, the leader of the hand. And so they needed a new protector of, of that twelve block. So Daredevil, go, <laughs> so
1: Daredevil goes bad.
0: So Daredevil goes bad, and T'Challa came in and was uh, the protector of Hell's Kitchen. T'Chaka Kingdom.
1: or T'Challa? T'Challa. Okay, because this one I my notes is T'Chaka's uniform. You know, oh, right. Okay, apologies. Yeah, yeah In the in movie, the it was T'Chaka's yeah, yeah. uniform. Right, right, right. Got in it, the comic,
0: uh, T'Challa had used yeah. it. It's got that African sash on. It's got a little bit more right, touch of gold. Right, right. So yeah, that's that's a run. I think it was only it was only a handful of issues. It wasn't very long. Okay. But it was just, it was, you know, Black Panther has always been tied to, you know, it's, it's that, um, you know, either he's the stories are in Wakanda and he's dealing with, you know, coups or he's dealing with other like issues with his people in Wakanda or he's over in New York being a superhero, you okay. know, being that superhero. Right. And so, like, the the Man Without Fear series was him being a superhero. The Christopher Priest run was him being a superhero in New York. The Ta-Nehisi Coates one is, is a lot more of the dealing with Wakanda and the ramifications of being a superhero outside of Wakanda and what does that do to your people
1: what about Don McGregor's panthers rage because that is the I guess the rhino battle scene is from that when he tackles that digital rhino down
0: (laughs) yeah so this is just a moment early on in the the comic run I think this is in the 70s Well, two things here Uh, first Wakabi is his his best friend and closest confidant In the comics, You know, we never get the ramifications of Wakabi siding with Killmonger. We don't even see that in In
1: in any war. In the movie, like Wakabi's in the movie. He is, uh, he's a character that you almost want more from, but Mm -hmm. because you're so into Killmonger and and obviously he's the main villain that Wakabi just kind of takes a backseat. He has this, obviously, because he's with Okoyo. So they have that kind of, you know, yeah, but they also have that where she basically they're gonna fight, right? And he puts. Oh, she's the, got. Yeah, she's right.
0: she's in love with him, but she's loves her country more. Correct. So you have,
1: uh, and and like that's a nice little subplot, and it's and it kind of it's an arc that kind of completes itself. But mm-hmm. if that if there was more to that within the story, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. But you you obviously it's only it's already two twenty, so right. it's 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 a tough, and it doesn't this movie doesn't feel two twenty. No, it doesn't. It's a it's a it's, right.
0: a, it's really well paced. Right. Uh, there's. The scene in it when Wakabi comes back, and right. this is after they return from Korea with uh, Everett Ross is, is down on the operating table. And he's like, you know, where's Claw? You yes. told me you were going to get him. And he's in in uh, Black Panther's, you know, T'Challa's like, you know, he, he got away. And so that's what sets Wakabi off. He gets upset. You promised me this. I thought we were going to be different. Take him aside. He's your head of security. Take him aside and say, we were set up. You know, this was yeah. a you know prepare him for what else is coming because you have an idea, and obviously, maybe you don't want to bring it to the council. Maybe you don't want to get like fears up. But he's your confidant. He's your best friend. We've established that when we go and visit the rhino pen, mm-hmm. take him aside and, and and tell it. But obviously, that doesn't you know that would that would lessen some of the conflict
1: and oh, the story. Of you need that. Yeah. So, um, we'll talk about the rhino battle.
0: Yeah. So the rhino battle. It was it was just that he, he was stopping this rhino from trampling some children. His suit at the time didn't have this this energy. You know is emission the
1: energy thing is that from the comic
0: as well i think that's more from the, the recent run okay i couldn't find it in, in past runs i know it's in the the recent one where um uh, the the brian stealthies design and then the tanahisa coach one okay um so it was just him basically outsmarting this rhino that was that was running around and and so that was it okay yeah
1: uh, my last note, and if you want to keep it brief, because we should probably get on to the next section, is uh Zuri was a. They have him in here as somebody who was a spy, who obviously w- was meant to keep track of the jobu in the in the beginning, and then he goes back to Wakanda, and well, what we don't know what happens to him. But in the in mm-hmm. the comics, he is somebody who fights alongside T'Chaka. He's like a powerful warrior, but he's also friends with Thor.
0: Everybody's friends <laughs> with each other in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just it. When when the 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 thing, and we, we kind of touched on this in, in other episodes, is the Marvel bullpen was all, bullpen was all sitting next to each other. You know, they would, and the, a lot of it, you know, it was all being edited by Stan Lee. He was the creator on a lot of these things. You know, artists were doing multiple books. You know, they could just you know, peer over, hey, hey, what's, uh, what's so-and-so doing this month? And they would, you know, it was a lot less of a, like nowadays, It's it's mapped out, you know, months and years ahead. Back then, it would just kind of be like, oh, uh, well, I don't know. You want to? Why don't they play baseball with Black Panther and and some of his people? And it's like, okay, cool. Thor will go down. He'll you know hit it into space or something. So that was kind of like you know, so they'll they'll be able to like pop their characters in and out, and that was uh, something that DC was struggling with at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was easy for them because they were starting this universe from scratch. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, Zuri was. I mean, same thing. He was created in that ninety eight run. He was an ally. And companion to T'Chaka, training T'Challa. You know, he you know, he was eventually killed alongside Wakabi. Yeah, that's okay. that's yeah. Right.
1: Let's go into this movie's role within the MCU and then obviously its future. I want to talk about vibranium real quick. In 1992, in this movie, Claw steals vibranium. Mm-hmm. Okay, he steals vibranium and then does nothing with it for up until Ultron.
0: I guess yeah, not. Exa- exactly.
1: And then, well, o- but okay, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say that's this is a that's a place where you could tell a story. Sure, you could tell. Would he lose it? Well, you could tell up to that story.
1: <laughs> sure, you could tell. Well, I guess you, I okay, mean. So you're telling me that you'd want a Andy Serkis no, call? No, yeah, exactly. No, no. There you go. Plus,
0: it would kind of it would be almost the same thing that Solo, a Star Wars story, does, which yeah. is tell a story that doesn't need to be told. Exactly. We, we understand that the the moment, the emotional crux of it in the that three minute span we got early in this movie. I don't need a two-hour movie. One, I, take thi- I take that back. I take that back.
1: This is one of those moments, like if you ever had the producer, you ever had somebody who was involved with the or when you're asking this question, that the answer should just be, yeah, we screwed up. Like, like yeah. we just messed that up. Don't, and I'd be like, understood. I'd rather somebody just be honest than just kind of like fake it and be like, oh, no, we thought that there was a uh, I mean, we might find out that there's more years.
0: vibranium out there that was bought and sold
1: in but, yeah. Ultron. Captain America and Iron Man say that Howard Stark extracted all vibranium from Wakanda decades ago. Howard Stark
0: probably could have lied about that. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right. I'm just saying. I'm just I, saying. Yeah, no, that was, I,
0: get it. I don't that was. think that was a mistake. I think that was a, an embellishment.
1: Right. No, obviously, no Avengers appear in this movie, which is great because I don't want mm-hmm. them there. Uh, I mean, you think that they might appear during the South uh, South Korean fight because that's a pretty big fight mm-hmm. that's going on, but that's fine. I don't want Again, them in the who's movie. who's on the Avengers at this moment? This is true. This is also true as well, but I don't want anyone there. I don't want anyone from any other movie in this movie because it would ruin it.
0: Yes. Which, let me, because this is what we've been asking about for a long time. Sure. A standalone movie. Sure. And, you know, we, Doctor Strange is mostly standalone. Yep. It's not good. Nope. Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, they still gotta be good. I right? mean, it's no, no, not no, get no, right. no I'm, yeah. I'm getting to, yeah. I'm making a point here. Guardians 2 is standalone, but you need 30 other movies to understand it. Well, what about the first
1: one? Yeah, I mean, you need, like, three other movies okay okay okay
0: yep yeah, but it's a standalone
1: movie no, in that meant, it like, doesn't tie in i meant the first guardians Is the guardians a standalone too is that not- yeah but you don't need other movies okay all right, yeah,
0: yeah i think with guardians 2 you need at the very least guardians sure one sure, sure. plus a handful of other moments from the other movies so it's it's standalone but standalone in air quotes because you <laughs> cannot watch the movie with anything else right this one is a great movie the references are, are small and minor and they're explained away. You know, you don't need to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I should probably watch all of Civil War. You don't need to. You could watch the news footage and be like, oh, OK. OK. And they never drag him down like, oh, uh, T'Challa, you should be careful about the Sokovia Accord. You're a superhero going to Korea. Like, why aren't you worried about that? They don't care. <laughs> and I'm glad that they don't care. So that is, I mean, we've already talked about some of the references that they don't really work, but I think this. What I'm trying to say is, this is that standalone movie we were looking for. And okay. Had been for a while.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. And done well. Yes. So Nakia wears green. Is always wearing green, mm-hmm. and that's and the reason why she wears green in this movie is so she represent uh, being from the River Tribe, mm-hmm. which is great. But in the MCU, all villains are green. We talk about this in Ragnarok. Loki wears green. Loki, hello, wears green. Yeah. I think it's just a. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think that I I wanted to bring it up because I think that's interesting. Yeah. But again, we've just sat here talking about how this movie is separate from the MCU. Mm -hmm. So I don't care about how that, 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 I don't care about how it doesn't fit in because, good, fine. It doesn't, it shouldn't. This this idea that all villains wear green is stupid. So that's that's, fine. That's that's
0: (laughs) also a big trope in the comics because it was a a color green and purple were the villains because they they went, you know, they versus the red, white, yellow you know, blue characters right, right. that were the superheroes.
1: So that's all I wanted to bring up before we get into what we're going to get into now, which is obviously Chadwick Boseman has passed away. Yes. And now the future of black Panther is, you know, I know that we already know what they're going to do. I mean, it's not really our places, whether it's good or bad mm-hmm. in terms of just kind of like, cause we haven't seen the movies. Who knows okay. what it's going to be. And this is an unprecedented, it's not unprecedented because obviously people have actors have passed away before movies can start. And there's various ways they do things, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of, With uh, Fast and Furious, I don't know, eight or nine, whatever it was, when Paul Walker passed Mm -hmm. away. They had shot most of the movie, so they had to use his brother to kind of fill in, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. You had in uh, The Crow when Brandon Lee died. You had to, they had to redo scenes and they digitally put his face on some stuff, but they had finished most of that movie. Uh, So this is not something that has not happened before. But this movie was so good and so popular, and just such a beacon mm-hmm. for a lot of people that obviously gone way too soon, and now you have to really address the situation where now you ha- you want to continue the franchise. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you think of? I know that they've decided that Shuri's going to take over. That's the rumor. That's going to happen, right? Yes. Okay what do you think about that? Cause I don't know uh, in, and maybe yeah. kind of bring up maybe what happens in the comics. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why, cause I don't know that, that history.
0: Yeah. So there's, there's clearly precedent in the comics for this to happen. And there's precedent in the movie for this to happen. You know, they, they, they established it in, in the universe is that the next in line gets, it has to go through right. the, the waterfall fight. And then they, they fully assume the role. So they, they built it in universe already. I, I think even if, killmonger was still alive Sure, he would still be next in line right um because of you know uh, the, everything so I, you know she was she, she was black panther for a little while there was a time when both her and t'challa were black panther leticia wright plays a great character in this moment in, in, in this movie yeah and and one of the things she's that
1: we, the cute character from bond
0: yes yes and one of the things that um that i, I really like that we didn't touch on during the review is they are siblings and and Marvel does a really good job with siblings, whether it's Thor and Loki, but Black Panther and Shuri are, you know, they're, they're siblings. They they clearly care about each other, but they Red. tease each other and everything. So, sure. you know, that was a huge part of their relationship, but she's more of that comic relief. She's the sidekick. She's the, 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 the partner. Sure. Like you said, Q, I think elevating her to Black Panther immediately in the next movie is is going to be a little bit of a challenge because yep. it's it's a series from the comics anyway it's a series about people constantly trying to take the throne right, and be the leader and I don't know if she has the weight to go up against whoever they get. I know there were rumors whether it was Namor you know they were going to call it the two kings or there were rumors that it was going to be Dr. Doom mm-hmm. in a uh, telling the Doom War storyline which is when he he, he puts in a new government to take over Wakanda. It just seems like, you know, I'm not. No way are there's we. There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot and of question marks. Know, and no way know. are we in charge here. <laughs> We're not? No. No, sorry, Mike. I would have led with like a five-part Disney Plus series. Oh, my God. No. Come on now. Really? I would have. And I would have bridged the gap.
1: But see, I don't see. I understand what you're saying, yeah. and I'm all for crossing over platforms. I get that, but that you, but we are not the norm in terms of people who consume content. You know what yes. I mean? So we are not. And the the 202 million dollars that it did opening weekend is not from people who watch cross platform movies and mm-hmm. TV shows to get to the movies. They're not. So I don't think that would. I get what you're saying, yeah. but I I don't think that's going to work in terms of bringing people to the box office opening weekend. Now, granted, we are in a time where nobody's going to the box office and, and when honestly when this movie gets shot and it comes out which is what it could be 2023 maybe 2022 yeah. maybe yeah uh, we'll probably be back at that time mm-hmm. so which is great i don't know if that's if you really can count on that to really impress upon somebody's going into the second movie you know what I mean? yeah. people are not going to go from the f- Wait, there's a series. They're not going to do that. No,
0: that's fair. Yeah, yeah. But I hear.
1: what But go ahead. I didn't have to shoot it down. But I get no, what you're saying.
0: I think uh, the, the the inspiration I'm taking for this one is is post Civil War comics sure. and post uh, the storyline Death of Captain America when when Cap is shot and killed. There's a five part series where they're dealing with um, the stages of grief, and it's Falcon, it's Bucky, it's Iron Man. Uh, I believe Spider Man's in there. Sharon Carter's involved. The Punisher's involved. So they're they're dealing with these different characters and going through the different stages. That you know, I think you could take a similar model and bring it to to this series. It, it almost just you know, it, if it tells the story in between, where when we get to the next movie, she could be the leader. They could just you know easily say, you know, there's a memorial for for T'Challa. You know, they could say this is what happened to him. The and then they could get right to the story, mm-hmm. and that could be fine for the broader audience. I think for for people who want a little bit more, there could be this this one where you you know explore. The impact of this on uh, Shuri, on Nakia, on Everett Ross, on Bucky, on Okoye, on uh, Wakabi. Sure. And M'Baku. And, and, you know, how they, you know, because is M'Baku, is he not going to challenge Shuri? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, so I think you need that moment. You're going to have to have
1: that. Because you have every right to challenge. Right. And I'm
0: wondering if M'Baku after, you know, because we see him in Infinity War. He's now the leader of the security. Mm-hmm. He's sided with T'Challa as they defend against. Well, he's him. at
1: the end at the end of the, this movie. He's in the circle. Of, right. the, the tribes are now as one. Right, as I said. Yeah. yeah. I don't see. Here is the thing. I don't. Whatever. I would have been okay with if they just recasted somebody mm-hmm. and you you hold Black Panther up as like a, a kind of a mem- memoriam of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. I get that. That would have been fine. I would have been fine with that. Whatever. But you, you don't do that. That's fine too. You want to yeah. do the Shuri storyline? That's fine too. The problem is that you cannot. I don't think you can do the storyline successfully where we're just supposed to assume that, like, like, you need to deal with T'Challa's loss. Yes. And you need to have this whole movie needs to be about her struggle to be, to replace her brother. Mm-hmm. You, you can't go, you can't throw, and I'm talking about, you can't do that in the first 20 minutes. You, that needs to be the whole movie. Yes. So at the end of the movie, it's almost like, it's almost like you're not going to see, Black Panther in terms of the, the might of the character until the very end when she is, when she becomes mm-hmm. Black Panther at the end of this movie. And it's a tough challenge to do, but you can do it. And I listen, it's like, this is what life is like mm-hmm. the, You, the best laid plans, God laughs is your best laid plans kind right. of thing. You know, this is, and this is an opportunity to really like, you have a, I think this movie has created a cast you have such a strong cast yes. of of actors and 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 thespians if you will who can carry this and they can carry it together and i think you could it could probably be something that's really good mm-hmm. um so i think people's initial reaction to be like i just i love that we talk about the fandom and stuff like yeah. that i love the the assumptions of like what everyone should do this is not your story this is a story being told to you let mm-hmm. them tell it yeah so I'm okay with that, but it's, it's a, it's a daunting challenge. It is. It's and it, And it, I don't think you should, I don't think you should rush it. Let me put it that way. You're almost like recreating the franchise with the
0: second Yeah, you movie. are. And it was weird that we heard that they were already going into production a month after, a month and a half after Jadwick had passed.
1: My, well, they, my one fear is that, and I, and I haven't looked into this, but my one fear is that they're going to do with what we just talked about. Was why we like Black Panther. They're, they're gonna shove an Avenger in this. That's yes. my fear. And I'm sorry, but no. No. Yeah. I don't want that. Right. I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want another Avenger to pop in here and, and help. No, that's not the only one that I think makes sense is Bucky. And that's in a small role. But he can't, yeah. He, he can't he be the can't, star. He needs right. to be the Everett Ross type
0: role. He means of this. maybe he's
1: somebody that he has a problem and he needs their help. Yes. And that's what. Spurs them to like they need to like get into action Mm -hmm. and leave Wakanda and do something with him, and then you kind of see the faults of terms of her reign as queen and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but but I do not want, I don't want an avenger in Wakanda telling people what to know. I don't want that at all. And if that happens, that's a big misstep. But hey, we'll see what happens yes because that we three years. I know, I know. It's like that's the other thing. Like I think that's with a movie like this, regardless of the of obviously Chadwick's passing, regardless of that. This is a movie that was so popular that this movie, this sequel would have been greenlit immediately yeah. and they would have had this movie in production and it would have already been out or coming out. We would have, you
0: know what I mean? It, it may have gotten delayed by well, COVID. Let's,
1: I, no, no, no. I'm saying yeah. like, let's just, uh, let's eliminate the whole MCU universe. Right. Let's just say Black Panther came out. This movie's coming out a year and a half later, two years later, because it was yes, that it popular. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. We, no, I'm that, saying like, yeah. the
0: only thing I'm saying is that it could have gotten delayed by is by the movie theaters closing I got you. in well, the current we, environment. We
1: will probably be having this conversation of going, is Black Panther coming to Disney plus? Like we're doing with Black, Black Widow. Widow yeah. But, so that's all I'm saying. I, th- I think that it's, that's one of the drawbacks of the MCU is the fact that you have to wait for movies now because yes. they have a plan. And when a movie like Black Panther is so successful, and you don't want to wait for the sequel, mm-hmm. that's where you kind of get a negative. Yeah. And and but you know it's the fact that Coogler's still involved. I'm it's there. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'll be there for the, this movie. is really good. Mm-hmm. And um and so I'm interested in the sequel. Uh, I'm I'm. I have all the sequels. I'm probably more interested in this one than I am like in the new Spider-Man one. I could care less about Yeah, I don't. that just because we go. So anyways, (laughs) yes, I know you want, I know you, before we go to recommend reading, I know you want to rank.
0: Yes, because this is the last movie in the first half of phase three. The reason we split it up is because phase three is twice the size of phase. It's it's the same size as phase one and phase two combined. So we split it up to make it easy, uh, more digestible, easier for us to, to, to work on. And so we're going to rank phase three, part one. And so, Mike, who you got?
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Mind you, I'm not playing this because Pat sprung that to me when I got in. It okay, the last. We did it in the other ones. All right, so I'm already <laughs> going to say number one is Black Panther. I'm going to say that right now because I've obviously spent the last hour talking about how much I like this movie. So I'm going to say Black Panther's one. And then there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there is such a gap between one and then the rest of them. All right. So one is Black Panther. I would say I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say Spider-Man homecoming is two. Uh, uh, that's on the strength of Michael uh, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Black Panther, Spider-Man homecoming. Pat's typing it as I do this, man. I don't know, man. I don't, um, you know what? Okay. Black Panther, Spider-Man homecoming. I'll go guardians, volume two, civil war. Thor and Dr. Strange. That was tough. That was a tough, this is probably the toughest ones of the rankings that we've mm-hmm. done because there's such a gap between one and the rest of them. And then I was struggling between spider mans definitely two. I was struggling between civil war and galaxy. Mm-hmm. And then I was struggling between strange and Ragnarok. And I didn't want to put Thor at I've put Thor at the bottom for the last two. So I didn't <laughs> want to do that to Thor for this one. I know Thor has had a lot of style and we talk about it, yeah. but I'm looking at substance and yeah, so that, that's my ranking. Uh, I'm
0: basically the same. I flip Civil War and Guardians 2. So yeah, so, yeah. I like I like Civil War in that three spot. But you're right. There's a gap between Black Panther and Spider Man, and then there's a gap between Civil War and uh, and the rest of them. Right. Okay. Um, That's what right. agreed on. Uh, I mean, Guardians is a, is a tough one to to you know place.
1: Right. Guardians yeah. and Thor are like you watch them and you leave the theater you're like oh man that was fun. Yeah. But then when you rewatch it, you're like what is going on here like. Right. <laughs>
0: It's it's you know we we've used this before it's it's you know a happy meal oh yeah absolutely it's McDonald's you know, oh man it's like this is good and then you wake up the next day and you're like I'm 32 I can't eat fast food
1: <laughs> so if if those are McDonald's what's Black Panther what would you call Black Panther Ooh, like um, Monaco <laughs> yeah I think that's a double eagle it's like, steak it's, like, right it's there. like hey we're eating we're eating good tonight yeah. that's Black about, Panther that's about, absolutely, absolutely all right so yeah. I will now leave. Uh, I think I've talked enough glowingly about this movie. Um, Pat will now tell you some recommended reading and I will see you next week for we will start our first of two bonus episodes in between the two parts I think we're doing. What is the first?
0: I think one? we're going to do event comics and how we adapt them. So I right. tri- I gave Mike a couple of event comic series that have have popped up in the Marvel Universe and I wanted his quick take.
1: No notes. Nothing. That's, what I li- I, that's the type of podcast I like where I don't have to prepare. So <laughs> I actually, you know what? Now that I remember it, we did have some fun that episode. So that is next week. (laughs) And then, uh, so Pat, take it away with the recommended reading. Everyone else, take care. As always, at
0: the end of each episode, we like to send you home with some recommended reading that follows up on some of the characters and plots presented in this week's film. Our recommended reading section is sponsored by Infinite Heroes, comics, cards, and collectibles in Watertown, Connecticut. If you're in the Connecticut or New England area, it's a great location to pick up comics from Marvel, as well as DC, Image, and more. They also have a large collection of trading cards, toys, and collectibles. Owner Paul Santos has worked in comics for years, most recently as an editor at DC Comics. Ask him for a recommendation and tell him we sent you. So thanks again for listening. This week's recommended reading is Black Panther. It's uh, it's the three main series that we touched on in the episode so far. So it was, first off, Black Panther, The Complete Collection by Christopher Priest. Uh, This is the series that helped revive T'Challa and brought him back to the Marvel Comics scene as uh, Priest balances the king's royal royal duties and life as a New York superhero. Uh, Number two, Black Panther. Who is the Black Panther? Uh, House Party director Reginald Hudlin took the reins in 2005 and brought T'Challa back to Wakanda. The first story arc sees Claw invade the country with a group of supervillains, explores the history and power of Black Panther, uh, the series would eventually tie into the major storylines of the Marvel Universe, including House of M, Civil War and Secret Invasion and seize T'Challa, fall in love and m- marry Aurora Monroe, a.k.a. Storm of the X-Men. So it's a, it's a solid read. Uh, definitely check that one out. And finally, Black Panther, A Nation Under Feet, famed author ta Coates begins his extended run on the character. Uh, T'Challa must deal with the ramifications of being king and a superhero as a revolution comes to Wakanda. Uh, This is a great series to start with, a great jumping on point, uh, and you can catch up now as Coates brings his epic run to a conclusion later this year. Uh, So check those out, and thanks again for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Yet Another MCU Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Yet Another MCU Podcast, and we will see you next week.